Well, good morning. My name is Josh. I am uh, an associate pastor here at Radiant Life. Glad you could be with us on this Labor Day weekend. Labor Day. Do you guys hear that? Those are the death cries of summer. It makes me a little bit sad. It makes me a little bit sad. <laughs> Who's got fun things planned for Labor Day? <laughs> Was that like two, two people? So again, who has fun things planned for Labor Day? Only a couple. Wow. It was the same in first service. Like, we need to, we need to do something. How many of you are going to be working on house projects on Labor Day? More. So I was, I was teasing my, my dad, who's actually here this morning, about like his philosophy, my perception of his philosophy towards holidays when I was a kid. And, and his philosophy would be, they call it Labor Day for a reason. Because <laughs> you're going to be working. No, it really, it really wasn't that bad. My dad is awesome. He didn't, he didn't like slave labor us. Don't worry. But if you're working on house projects this holiday, right, how of you know that when you have a project to do, it's a lot easier if you have the right tools? Has anybody ever worked on a project, right, with the wrong tools? Right, it's, it's, it's a pain in the butt, right? And, and your, your job is way harder, and you throw things, and you maybe say some words that you regret later. This morning, I want to talk about a tool that we can use in our lives. I want to talk about a tool that we can use in our lives. Now, this is not a tool that I, that I came up with. I can't take credit for it. Uh, this is from a, a pastor by the name of Mike Breen. He has a whole set of tools. And as, as I was thinking about it today, I was like, you know what? I want to I bring him, I wanna bring him this, this tool. And we're going to talk about that in, in a few minutes here. But I want to start by talking about a little bit about, about my background. For those of you that don't know, and I've talked about this a little bit before, my background is in occupational therapy. Right? I used to work in a hospital in Grand Rapids. And in the hospital, a lot of times you get people, they're at, at the worst you know, stage of their injury or their illness. And well, for those of you that don't, anyone know what occupational therapy is? Anybody? All right. You guys are way cooler than first service. All right. So occupational therapy, right, we're all about coming alongside people with physical, cognitive, or emotional limitations and helping them still engage as fully as they can in their everyday activities. But in the hospital, again, this is like the worst stage of your injury or illness. And there were times where for therapy... The occupational therapy crew and our physical therapy counterparts, which shout out to all the PTs and PTAs. What up? We got one, two, we got a couple. All right. But we would go and all that we would do, all that we would do is sit somebody up on the edge of the bed. One of us would be in front of them. One of us would be behind them. And sometimes there would be family members in there and say, is that all you're going to do? Like, we got we to gotta get them up moving. And it's like, bro... Like, your grandma is tipping over, sitting on the edge of the bed. We're not walking to the bathroom. I'm sorry. Right? But the, but the idea is, is we had to address that fundamental skill first. Because balance, anybody like freak, like I get a little bit, just looking at that, I get a little bit, right? But, but balance is essential to full engagement in our everyday lives. But this is something that we take for granted. 
right? You're able to sit in your bench right now and you're not tipping over because you have balance. This morning when you brushed your teeth, hopefully, you didn't do a face plant into your mirror, right? Did anyone do a face plant into their mirror? If so, I apologize. I, I mean, no offense. Balance is essential for full engagement in our everyday lives. So I want to talk about a tool this morning that looks at an area in life where Jesus demonstrated balance. Then I want to give us a tool to look at our lives and say, well, do we have balance in that area? And that area is relationships. Now, this is not like, you know, romantic relationships, that kind of thing. This is looking at there were three types of relationship that Jesus modeled. And we're going to look at those. We're going to, we're going to uh, talk about this idea that we see in Luke. If you have your Bible with you, if you want to turn to Luke chapter 6, otherwise the words will be on the screen here. Luke was a guy in the first century, he was a doctor. He went around and he interviewed people that had hung out with Jesus. And he compiled those in what we, we would call the Gospel of Luke. Gospel is a churchy word. It just means good news. Right? And in the Newer Testament, we have four books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that collective we call the Gospels because that's the good news that Jesus showed up and said, hey, I want to start to restore humanity's relationship with God. And that's good news. So Luke compiled one of those accounts. And we're going to read a little bit about what he wrote here in Luke 6. It says this. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he also designated apostles. Simon, whom he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. Which, I mean, Jesus is coming up with some nicknames, right? He's like, oh, you know, Peter, I'm going to call you Simon. And hey, you know, Simon, you're going to be the zealot. Oh, Judas, you're going to be the traitor. Like, how bad would that be? To be like, you don't want to be the guy whose nickname is the one who became the traitor. Anyways, he went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there. And a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem, and from the coastal region around Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by impure spirits were cured, and the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. In this portion of Scripture, we see Jesus demonstrate three different types of relationship. And I want to make the suggestion this morning that it is important for us to find those three relationships and have all of them because relational balance is essential to full engagement in the life that God calls us to. In the same way that physically, right, if we're unable to balance ourselves, we are limited in how we can engage in our everyday lives. In the same way, if our relationships are out of balance, we're not able to fully pursue what God has called us to. And now we get to the tool. I want everyone to, everyone to hold, your, hold your hands up like this. Make a triangle. There we go. I should have got, was it, what was that show for kids? Teletubbies, didn't one of them have like a little triangle doohickey, right? 
The tool is a triangle. My hope is that when you leave here, every time you look at a triangle, you think about balance. And the first relationship that we're going to talk about is what Pastor Mike Breen calls the up relationship. Everybody say up. Okay, say it a little bit more enthusiastically. There we go. That was good. So the up relationship, we see Jesus live this out right in Luke 6, 12. It says Jesus went up on a mountainside and he spent the night praying. Our up relationship is the vertical relationship between us and God. Jesus, who was fully God and fully human, took time in prayer with the Father. You read through the Gospels on multiple occasions. Where Jesus, hey, Jesus went off by himself and he, and he spent time in prayer. Jesus went off by himself and he spent time in prayer. Jesus went off by himself and he spent time in... There we go. This is that up relationship. Now, Scripture gives us the image of God as our Father. right? So you could think of this relationship as the, as the parent-child relationship. This is us coming to our Father, coming to, coming to say, hey, Dad... Here's what's going on in my life. And then taking time to say, hey, hey, I don't know, what, you got anything for me? You're in this, Dad? Well, I'm struggling. Does anyone have dads that like, are really good at giving advice? Nobody? Like one, two people? So, <laughs> now the real question is, when your dad gives you really good advice, who actually follows it? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, okay, we got to go. All right. That's wisdom right there. You, Jeff carries some of it. You like weigh it out like, nah, this is good advice. That's kind of crappy. This is taking time to cultivate that relationship between you and God. How do we do that? Jesus gave us one very specific example, and that's prayer. But this is us making sure that we take time in prayer to both talk to God, say, hey, here's what's going on. Here's, here's what I'm concerned about. Here's, here's things I'm excited about. But then taking time to listen Say, hey, man, Lord, as the Holy Spirit wants to speak to me and give me guidance, am I carving out space to actually listen? So prayer is one way. Digging into Scripture, right? If this is the living, breathing words of God, how important is it for us to take time and say, hey, well, man, what, what does God have to say to me about this? Man, does, does God have anything to say about finances? Does God have anything to say about relationships? Does God have anything to say? He does. Because the words here are just as relevant today as they were when they were written. So it's taking time in scripture. It's taking time in prayer. And it's taking time in worship. Because while we have that parent-child aspect to our relationship with God, he is also the all-powerful creator of the universe. And out of that should flow reverence. And we recognize how great he is in worship. We recognize his worth. Now, every week here at Radiant Life, it is our prayer as a team that when you come into this place, that you would be able to experience Jesus, that you would recognize how great God is. Sunday mornings are one way to do that. We also, and you saw it in that video announcement, another way is we have First Wednesday, and this is coming up this week. We said, man, we want to just carve out space for us to be quiet and hang out with God. Taking time to work on that up relationship. Everybody say up. 
First Wednesday is a great space to do that. But ideally, each one of us on a regular basis would be taking time in prayer and in scripture and in worship that isn't connected with a Sunday morning. This man, seven days a week, last time I checked, just filling up once and saying, hey, I got my quiet time for the week. Man, if you, if you can last on one time a week, you're, you're a way better person than me. We should be digging into Scripture. We should be praying on a regular basis. So that's the up relationship that Jesus modeled. And again, Jesus was God, and he still took time for that relationship. The next relationship that we see Jesus live out is, is what Mike Breen calls the in relationship. Everybody say in. Jesus comes down off the mountain after spending the night in prayer and he gathers around him his disciples. Disciple, that's just, or they're, they're learners, right? They, they're, they're people that said, man, we see this Jesus guy, we want to learn how he does life. We want to learn what his approach to God is and we want to emulate that in our own lives. So that's what the disciples are. And of that, of that group of people, Jesus said, man, there are 12 of you that I, I really want to cultivate a closer connection with. I want, we're going to do life together. And those are the guys that went around with him. And for a few years, they did life together. Man, they ate together. They, they, they camped out. They were going everywhere, going around, hanging out together. For us, what this looks like is making sure that as followers of Jesus, we find other followers of Jesus and we get connected and we develop community with other followers of Jesus. As you look through the Newer Testament, there are multiple times where you see, you see Scripture call us and how we're supposed to interact with one another. Jesus says, love one another. Paul says, carry one another's burdens, pray for one another, rejoice with one another, mourn with one another. He's saying, hey, if you're a Jesus follower, you need to be doing life with other Jesus followers. And it's not just a superficial, oh, hey, how you doing? It's being real and raw. It's carving out space for us. Because, man, even as Jesus followers, sometimes, man, we wear, we wear, we have a little, yeah. We wear masks. But it's carving out that space with a small group of people and say, man, I'm going to start to peel off the masks. And just being real and raw. Because when we do that, when we start to peel off the masks, say, man, this is really where I'm at. This is what I'm struggling with. Right? We will start to find freedom from the things that are keeping us from the life God has called us to. But as long as we've got the mask up, we've got our shield up, we're like, eh, I don't know. We can't find that freedom. One of the ways that we try to create space for that here at Radiant Life is through our life groups. Starting next week, I don't know when you came in, you see that pallet wall that I think, uh, did you, you make that one, Brandon? Out there? Yeah. So uh, our, our handy-dandy trustee, Brandon, uh, created that out there. Next week, you're going to see sign-ups on that pallet wall in the lobby for life groups. They're going to launch in October. You'll have all the rest of this month to sign up for them. If you're a follower of Jesus, you really ought to be in a life group. And, you get, and maybe you're sitting there, you're like, man, you guys always talk about life groups. Please shut up about the life groups. No. 
We talk about it because we truly believe that this is something that God calls us to. Community is something that God calls us to. And as most of us are aware, right, over the last few years, Radiant Life has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. You can walk through the lobby on a Sunday morning. You might not recognize a single person out there. I've had to change the way I approach things because I'll go to somebody and say, oh, hey, are you new? They're like, I'm coming here for five years. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's harder to have those connections, but one of the things that we say is as we get bigger, we have to get smaller. And that's what Life Groups is. This is giving you that space to connect in a more real and raw way than what we can do on a Sunday morning. So next week, I hope you guys, like, there's like a mad dash out there to the Powell Wall, which some of them, they're limited, right? So you might actually want to come to first service next week so you can sign up before everybody else. Just saying. Just saying. But get plugged into a life group because we need that in relationship. Everybody say in. All right. You guys are getting, you guys are getting a, little bit, a little bit better at that. I like it. The last type of relationship that we see Jesus live out is the out relationship. Everybody say out. out. Jesus spends the night praying. He gathers his core group around him. He gathers his life group around him. And then what does he do? He goes out and he starts to minister to the people that are broken and hurting and lost. He says, oh, you, man, you're possessed by a demon. Let's take care of that. Oh, you're sick. You're injured. Let's take care of that. People came from all over to say, man, we, we hear about this Jesus guy. What is this? And then he goes out and he takes his disciples and they minister to those people. In the same way, we are called to live that out. We are called to pursue people who have never experienced Jesus. Later in Luke, right, Jesus, Jesus sums up why he came. He says, the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. He says, the reason I am here is because people are far from God. Humanity's relationship with God is shattered, and I'm here to start to put the pieces back together. If the primary mission of Jesus was to seek and save the lost, how could we have anything else as our primary mission? Right, we, we use the term Jesus followers, right, which means I'm following Jesus, right? So if he's going this way, if he's saying, hey, there's somebody lost over there, I'm going that way, it means we're following him. We're not saying, well, that person is sketchy looking. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go that way. I'm going to push pause on the following here for a minute. He says, no, no, no. I came to seek and save the lost. That should be our primary mission. Here at Radiant Life, we have the outreach branch of our, of our church, and that's, we just call it Rad Life Reach because you add anything to Rad Life and it counts, right? That's, that's the way it works. Rad Life Reach, this is our outreach branch. And we believe, right, that we're, we're called to pursue people that have never experienced Jesus both locally, at home, and globally. That around the world, Jesus said, hey, before he left earth, he said, go and make disciples and you're gonna, you're gonna do it at home, you're gonna do it in the surrounding communities and you're gonna do it around the world. And that call, that order, if you were in next steps last week, right, Pastor Brandon talked about this, 
That is a military command. Jesus said, go. He didn't say, hey, if you ever feel like it, maybe you should think about doing this. He said, go. Both at home and around the world. This past January, I had the opportunity to be part of a team and we went to uh, visit our partner village in McQuee, Sierra Leone. Don't be afraid. Go. I think sometimes this one, maybe more than the others, makes some of us really nervous. Because maybe that guy over there is really sketchy. We like what's comfortable. But like Don says, man, don't be afraid. Jesus says, hey, I came to seek and save the lost. We got to get out there and go. It's not about what we're comfortable with. It's about what Jesus has called us to do. So Jesus lives out the up, the in, and the out. Again, I want to make that suggestion to you today that finding that balance, that relational balance with those three types of relationships is essential to full engagement in life God calls us to. The trick, though, is that some of us are really good at one or two of those things, but maybe not so great or we're not naturally inclined toward the third thing. And maybe, maybe hearing these, like you know right now, you're like, oh yeah, I, I know that I'm not very good at that, or man, I know that I don't have that relationship in my life. And there can be seasons where it's different. I remember there have been seasons in my life where, man, I had, I had the best quiet times. I would wake up at five o'clock in the morning and I would pray for an hour and I'd be reading scripture and I'd be like, whoa, oh, this is so awesome, this is great, this is great, this is great. And I had an awesome in-relationship. The church that I was at, man, we were just, everyone was moving and grooving. But I didn't really have any sort of out relationship. I made no efforts to go and, and, and pursue people who had never experienced Jesus. So I've had, a, I've had seasons of life where that was it. And I, I, had, to, I had to be, oh, well, I, I, need to, I need to get outside my little bubble. Right, I need to get outside of my, and some of us, like, do we have any, if, you, if you're brave enough to admit it, do we have any, like, super churchy people? I consider myself super churchy. I grew up in church. Like, I've always been church, right? And sometimes us super churchy people, right, we like to create holy huddles or gospel ghettos, right? And we're like, I'm just gonna, I've got my, I've got my Bible study group. I don't need anybody else in my life. They can all just stay away because they're sketchy. Right? But I said, no, like that's not what God has called us to. In this season of my life, right, I've, got a, I've got a great in relationship. But I have the privilege of being on the team here at Radiant Life, and it's not just coworkers with our team. It really is a group of people that we can encourage one another and challenge one another and say, man, hey, the way you're living, right, does, like, does that look like what Jesus has called you to? Man, the way you just talked to that person, is that what Jesus called us to? And we can push each other on to live out what God has called us to. I have, I have great, out, I love outreach. That's one of the things that I do here at Radiant Life. I'm going back to Sierra Leone in October. I'm excited. It's awesome. I love outreach. Maybe you do too. Maybe you're like, all right, the food pack thing is in Chipshawana coming up, and I'm so excited because you love that, right? You love doing things like that. What? <laughs> Some people think it's hilarious, but 
But maybe that's like your natural bent. But in this season of my life, right, I struggle, man. I have to make it a discipline to carve out time to just be in prayer and time to be in the word. But I know that if I don't, I know that I'm off balance. So say, hey, it doesn't, it's not natural, right? It's not easy. But if anybody ever told you that following Jesus was easy, they lied to you. They did. There's a Coldplay song in there somewhere, right? Nobody said it was easy. Somebody, no? Anyways, that's a Coldplay song, right? No? But nobody said that it would be this hard. No, right? Anybody? No Coldplay fans in the house this morning. Sorry. (laughs) We got one? We got one? All right. It might not be easy. It might not come naturally, but that is what Jesus calls us to, and that is the balance that we have to find. So my question for each and every one of us this morning is this. Are you off balance? Everybody look at your triangle again. See, this is handy. Like, you have no excuse to ever be like, oh, I don't remember what that tool was that Josh talked about. Because you got it right there. Look at your triangle. Are you off balance? Do you have that up relationship? Do you spend time to connect with God on a regular basis? What about that in? If you're a Jesus follower, do you have a group of Jesus followers that you can be real and raw with, that will hold you accountable and push you towards holy living? And how's your out? Because I'll tell you what, maybe, maybe you're sitting here like, well, I don't, even, I don't even know anybody that isn't a Jesus follower. You need to get out more. Spoken like a churchy person right there. (laughs) Who are you pursuing that's never experienced Jesus? And that one plays out in a couple of ways, right? We maybe you're sick of us talking about it, right? But we still have some invite cards left in the pews. Next week, we kick off our series, Made for More. We're super excited about it. We, in one of the th- ways that we say, hey, you want to pursue people? Here, just find somebody, give them this card. Invite them in. One aspect of that out relationship is the, is the mentality of come and see. Say, hey, God is doing something really cool in our community, and he's allowed Radiant Life to be part of that. We're super excited. Man, we just want you to come and see what God is doing. That's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is, is go and show. Everybody say, go and show. There are some people that, right now, they won't set foot through the doors of a church. And that's okay. Jesus, Jesus didn't just wait for people to come to him. People came to Jesus. There were people that did. They were like, oh, hey, I've got to come and see what's going on. But there were people that Jesus, for lack of a better term, hunted down and said, no, you are going to have your relationship restored with God. Come on, let's go. And he chased them down. He said, I came to seek and to save. In fact, you get the impression sometimes reading through the Newer Testament 
that what is lost has greater value to God than what is already found. Jesus tells three stories, all about things that were lost. One of them is about sheep. He said, hey, this guy's got 100 sheep. One of them goes missing. He leaves the 99, right? We sing about this in that song, Reckless Love. He leaves the 99 and he goes and he hunts down the one that's lost. And then he finds it and he rejoices. He's like, oh, we're gonna have a party for my sheep. Now, I do not know the price per head on a sheep in the first century Middle East, but I bet that the monetary value of 99 sheep is a lot more than the value of one sheep. But Jesus says, no, I'm gonna leave all these. They're already found. I don't gotta worry about them. I'm going after the one that's lost. Do we place that much value on what is lost? Or are we off balance? I said this is a tool, right? Again, the idea being that, man, as we leave here, again, I I hope that we, we wrestle with this. I hope that we wrestle with this and say, man, am am I off balance? It's easy. Do I have an up? Do I have an in? Do I have an out? And if you don't, guess what? Now you know where you can start channeling some time and energy. You say, man, I don't really have an up. Hey, we would love to give you some tools to start a quiet time with God. We'd love to talk to you about, about what that looks like. You get Pastor Brandon, he'd like start dancing a jig if you asked him how to read the Bible more thoroughly. He would, he would give you a hug and everything probably. You said, man, I don't, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't have an in. Hey, next week, life group signups. Yeah, yeah. You say, man, I don't, I don't have an out. Well, grab, grab an invite card. It's a good place to start. I'll be praying, Lord, before next Sunday, who do you want me to give this invite card to? Say, Lord, who am I supposed to use with my story, right? Because if you're a Jesus follower, you have a story of redemption and restoration that you can use to impact other people. Say, Lord, who, who am I supposed to go out and make a difference in their life? Are you off balance? I'm gonna have the worship team come up at this time. I just want to encourage you to wrestle with that question. As you drive home, well, not as you drive home. That'd be dangerous. <laughs> if you're riding home, right? You know, maybe, you know, hey, what am, how am I? Wrestle with that. But we're going to pray, but I also, I want to just take a minute here to, to talk to you. If you're here this morning and you're not a follower of Jesus. And maybe you you have that sense in your life and you're like, man, like I just, man, it feels like something is off, right? Maybe, maybe you've pursued friendships, you've pursued your version of an in relationship or maybe you've said, man, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go out and have an impact in my community because you can do those things. You can have a, a tight-knit group of friends to be real with and you can serve people and not be a follower of Jesus. But maybe you still feel, man, I just, I feel like I'm off still. Maybe that's because you're missing that up relationship. 
And what does it look like to take that first step into an up relationship? We hear, you know, we talk about salvation. We talk about surrendering our life to Jesus. It's recognizing that, man, our relationship with God is shattered. And we can't fix it on our own. The only one who can fix it is Jesus. So when he said, man, I want to surrender my life to Jesus, we're recognizing and saying, man, he's the only one that can fix it. I'm going with that. So let's bow our heads this morning as we pray. Man, if you are here and you say, man, I'm, I'm off balance and I know I need, a, I need to take a step towards that up relationship this morning, I just want to ask that you raise your hand. I just want to pray with you this morning. Father God, may we find balance. May we stay connected with you. Lord, may we find that group that we can just be real and raw with. May we start to find freedom from the things that keep us from living out what you've called us to. And Lord, may our heart beat with the same passion that you had and still have for the people that have never Jesus. May we find balance. And as we find it, Lord, as we live out your model of relationships, Lord, may lives be changed. Lord, we pray this in your name.